Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered. <laughs> hammered! Episode 144. Oh, the yeah. Bastard here. Raj here. Today, is May 29th. We've been fucking cranking these out about as slow as we possibly can. Yeah. Is it April 29th or May 29th? Yeah, Jesus, you're right. Oh, boy. It's only April. <laughs> I just pissed one month of my halfway decent summer months away around <laughs> here. <laughs> Son of a whore. What the uh, nice. fuck you been up to, buddy? Well, I've been slogging away. Paint challenge going strong. Mm, yeah. I've been paint a buttload of, in, well, like 10. Well, actually nine. Technically six. Six <laughs> Infinity models. You sure? Are you committing <laughs> to that number? Yeah, well, four were done, but the bases weren't finished. Mm-hmm. And then I'd had a 10 model count fours that I was yeah. getting done for Twinfinity here. And that went pretty good. I didn't quite finish all of them. Yeah. Um, putting a lot of effort into them. But yeah, I got pretty much most of them. I got eight out of 10 done. The tag, I just did the foot. I never got any further. <laughs> Just the foot back far there. I did see that the same paints and techniques that I use would be a fucking beast on those huge wide open areas. Yeah. So any kind of wide area, I don't know, maybe you can speak to this, but basically for me, I just want to use two two colors. On a whole model? On on those wide areas, so your light and your dark, so when you're you're mixing and transitions and stuff is easy. Sure. But for my like the gold yellow look on those guys, I've used four colors. So so you have some mid tones. Mix yeah, mixing between white and yellow, yellow and dark yellow, dark yellow and the dark flesh color. So just you know the doing those four different levels and then mixing in between, and yeah. then if you need to go back like. <laughs> Well, which colors are mixed into this part here? You just got to take it really slow. So I'm going to work on some kind of alternate scheme for that guy. Sure. Either. So it's a tag. It's a big robot. So it's actually cloaked, too. Yeah. Kind of like Predator type shit. Oh, cool. I might try to do some kind of, like... Clear effect? (laughs) um, Not clear, but maybe some kind of camouflage or morphing. So I might just leave the foot and then kind of make it look like he's transitioning into his camo or something mm, sure something like that um other than that the other guy I didn't finish was the sick commando which is like it's kind of like a drop trooper he's yeah. got these little metal like little tiny jetpack wing things mm. and somehow i lost one of them Oops. so can you press mold the other um it- no well I actually i was kind of planning to replace it anyways so kind of what i've been helpful with the metal infinity shit is those little tiny metal bits that you need to glue on little antennas and shit. Yeah. Just replace those with plastic sure. bits of some kind. And then you won't have to worry about them really breaking off mm, as yeah. much. So I've actually, I kind of made some plastic wings out of some styrene. Okay. And I didn't have them done for the tournament, but I, they're pretty much done now. So kind of going, going in pretty hard on Adepticon and then Twinfinity slogging away on these models. It's really kind of, I feel like a change in my paint attitude and motivation. Yeah. Like, I don't know, before, um, so I pushed really hard (laughs) both times. And normally, 
when I get back, I won't paint anything for like. You fucking blow out your paint O ring. Yeah, pushing too hard. You, I won't paint anything for like a month then, <laughs> and like these kind of half finished models. Yeah. Historically, like I never go back and actually yeah. finish them. I just like I'm burnt out. I don't want to look at them and toss them. But on both of those Infinity guys, I've gone back and basically like the day or two after I was back in the saddle, just kind of plugging away on them. So yeah. I made the wings and the drop drop guys almost done. And I'm hoping to get the cutter done too. Sure. But, um, yeah, I think it's really, I don't know if it's the paint challenge overall or just paint my ass off <laughs> for like six or seven weeks, but kind of before you kind of just want to procrastinate. What would happen is, like, well, I don't have a solid three hours set aside for painting here, so why bother even sitting down right. to paint? Yeah. Uh, but now I, I've been really busy with baby shit and <laughs> stuff like that, but I have been sitting down just for 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, it hasn't uh, been a big deal. I kind of train myself just to sit down and work on it for a little bit. Um But I've been pretty stoked about the Infinity stuff, too. We can chat about that later. Sure in our event of the week but yeah mostly working on that so once those guys are done basically i'm gonna go back to the saga shit and fill out the remaining warriors that i need for a full like kind of horde army okay and that should take me through may so that's my next my next little hurdle here my my baby step towards the pain (laughs) challenge (laughs) okay so i don't know what are you in well, I finished Paint. up my hacker model. Put a blog okay. post up for that guy. So you got like a giant group of A-left dudes oh, on the God, way, yeah. right? I, or what? I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Steve Leckman, one of the bros that was one of the uh, runners of Bits, I believe, he just posted a random ad on Twitter saying, I don't want all this shit. Somebody take it. And it was just a big lot of Aleph stuff. And only like the Steel Legion starter box was kind of half assembled, like the arms weren't glued on mm-hmm. or anything. And and there were some of the some of the models in there were some of the next models I was gonna buy. And I was like, meh, because it was like a Doctor Engineer model I really wanted, and I wanted some net rods. Not that I really know what any of this shit does, but <laughs> it's just fun building and painting towards something when it's not a grossly huge goal of several hundred models. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I picked that up for him for eighty bucks, which I felt like was a steal, and he yeah, included shipping deal. in that. So everything showed up, and I was really fucking stoked. Uh, I finished up the hacker model, which okay, yeah. was a fun project, and you got all these little like armor plates on these guys, like little faceted sections almost, like across the chest and the arms sometimes. And oh man, I'm finding it really frustrating because what I've been doing so far, because there's a few different ways to paint them. What I've been doing so far is going about it in kind of a highlighting the edges and highlighting out to yeah, the edges from the center that. on all of them. I'm not really sure I like that look. You can also kind of do a light source thing where some light source above like the model, better, yeah. yeah, so it's all kind of shaded across in one way. And I, I think that looks better, and I think it's probably easier to pull off. So I'm kind of finagling what I'm doing in terms of you know those type of low-level paint details. And I think I started painting, uh, I'm not even sure how to pronounce it, but the Ectromoy. Okay. Which is one yeah, of these no bros idea. with uh <laughs> what is he? You you were talking about fiddly little bits. He's like a jetpack fucker with these four little metal wings on uh, his back. Oh yeah. Jetpacks little jet boosters on his legs and shit. Super fucking cool model. Um I and I had originally built this guy and then when I went to paint him, I just said fuck it and broke him apart completely and pinned everything onto him. So you got these mm-hmm. fiddly little tiny metal wings that go on his back. There's four of them. 
and I'm fucking pinning those cocksuckers on and pinning his leg, pinning his head, pinning his fucking arm. It's just a big fucking hassle, but I got it was probably about an hour and a half of just pinning and building and getting them together right um, after I broke him back apart. So I went through all that. It was worth it, though, because I've been painting on him. I probably have four or five hours into him. Nothing's broken off and nothing's even loose. So it's really solid. It was worth the effort. Mm-hmm. So I'm painting on him, having some fucking fun and trying that new uh, lighting technique or armor painting technique. So that's been pretty cool. And I've really been enjoying it, too. So mm-hmm. I'm taking taking slow time. The only real time I have to paint is at lunch. And that's like two days a week at this point based on <laughs> the fact that I'm completely gutting this house. So um, another home renovation project. Well, I got a contractor lined up and a fucking $130,000 estimate. So oh my savings account, which has been extremely flush with cash due to the previous house sale, is about to take a fucking hit. <laughs> but it's, it's weird to see your fucking account balance is extremely high, and it's sad to know it's going to soon be disappearing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm still trying to set something up so I can work on them a little bit every day in the morning just to kind of relax before I start my house. Because I got all next week off work, so it's going to be renovation hell debauchery. Mm -hmm. So either way, I've been having a really good time painting him. And uh, I've been reading and staring at AOS stuff, (laughs) not making any (laughs) Okay, yeah, so the New York stuff has come out. Has that piqued any interest in the Orctonians at Uh, all or... The big bores could be some real cool shit. Yeah, so one thing is you can make those into peg knights would be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, or even just start putting all the guys on those big things. Yeah. And presumably you wouldn't need as many. Well, here's your issue. Monetary cost, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I haven't picked anything up because I think it's absurd. Like, I get it. Like, it costs what it costs. But it's I have... Literally a whole box of boars and orcs and shit that I can work with. So I might pick up one box of the boars. If I can find some motivation to finish the Orctonian that I have two-thirds painted, then I'll do that. But if not, well, then I'm not going to buy anything else because there's no sense in it. It's just mm-hmm. going to fucking sit in that box right fucking there for the next two years. So. <laughs> yeah, I think I've been the same boat as far as the models. I like them. I think they're Go. real cool. They're, they're pretty neat, but I don't like how big everything is now. Yeah, that's true. And... The price tag that goes along with it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's kind of got me in the same boat. So with like Kings of War, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of focused on models. Yeah. More than rule set. But the issue is those models aren't really pulling me in either. Yeah, I don't. For G-dubs. I don't feel Kings of War at all. I'm not going to take any steps in that direction, despite mm. the occasional prodding from listeners. <laughs> yeah. If so I was somewhere doing something at an event or something, drinking beer and it was going on I'd, I'd sit and watch a game for sure but i don't have any interest in it beyond that mm-hmm. at this point yeah i think whatever i do end up moving forward with is definitely going to be with stuff that i already own yeah don't really see myself buying been thinking about selling the dwarfs stuff. buddy oh uh, really that's a huge step for this guy yeah that is so uh, i don't know it's a uh, in my interest of getting rid of shit which i've been doing a hell of a job at lately that might be on the chopping block soon. Mm. Gonna, okay. It's going to fuck my painted percentages up because that's like <laughs> yeah. one of my biggins. <laughs> so is it time for people to just throw some offers their way just to, nah, just to tantalize? Maybe. I don't even know what I'd take for it. It was one of those like new uh, fire slayers. Several Unpainted year. fire slayers. Eh, <laughs> no interest, dude. <laughs> Not going to happen. Like why? Yeah. 
I just don't feel it <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy to. I want to do an AOS event. I want to go play and hang out, and I'm just gonna use the fucking bull ogres because that's what I have, and mm-hmm. I don't care any more than that. So. Okay. Cool. Well, we've got an email of the week. So this is from Thomas Lay, and the subject is AOS as Stargate. I started listening to your show a few years back. I can't fucking see this far. I gotta move forward. <laughs> <laughs> fucking blind bastard. Yeah. Fuck, nothing's working on my body anymore. I started listening to your show a few years back as a lapsed gamer only getting back in with the release of AOS. You fellas helped keep a little chubby going for the hobby, which has since turned into a full-blown boner. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's mildly arousing. <laughs> I've been playing with a previously non-gaming mate, and AOS has been a lot of fun, as has Frostgrave, which we also picked up. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's by Osprey Games. Mm. It's just like a little skirmish. Okay. It's really, really, really light. Sure. There's barely anything. Jerry's interested in it. Ah, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> We've started up a narrative campaign of the latter, which has got me thinking about fluff for tabletop games. Normally, this is just a rehashing the same old fantasy or der- derivative sci-fi worlds. However, Age has the makings of a much more interesting setting with the different spheres of existence. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. The setting really reminds me of Michael Moorcock's Eternal Champion series, set in a multiverse of unending potential with characters like Archon providing continuity along with the theme of Chaos versus Order. Of course, Workshop could just be ripping off Stargate. (laughs) (laughs) As a huge Stargate fan, that should really draw me in. (laughs) Uh Anyway, that's a very roundabout way of asking the question, which book setting would you like to see on the tabletop? Thanks for the episode so far. I'm looking forward to the next. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's interesting. 142. That's Tom in New Zealand. So, yeah, what kind of like book or fantasy world would you like to see on the tabletop? The other thing, too, is... Pretty much any kind of popular book series is probably some serious fodder for at least a board game or oh, a totally. card game. Or some of them are pretty like licensing now. Yeah, is oh. a big craze in the last few years. I think a lot of it's pretty similar. If you were to do like the G.R.R. Martin world or the Dragonlance world or the Forgotten Realm world, they'd all be pretty much the fucking same mm-hmm. on the tabletop. You know, you yeah. could fancifully work in some of the characters or some of the specific details on the magic or something, but I think they'd mostly be the same. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting question because there's like, you know, the books, you know, there's a lot of depth and stuff in those worlds, but then when you get it on the tabletop, are there, you know, is there depth of different kinds of units yeah. and strategies and tactics? So, like, I was kind of thinking of like First Law Trilogy, Abercrombie, like, Presumably, you could do like army games. There's the Union, yeah, the Northmen, the with the Gurkhas, yeah, or something like that. The, yeah, the Southern Gurkha, Southern Southern peoples. Um, but there usually isn't a lot of factions, and right. there isn't a lot of variety of like true. Like you can kind of s- you know, see the way the GW fluff was and the plethora of units and stuff. You know, it was really fluff supporting a game right. with lots of variety and stuff like that. Sure, where Something like the first lie, you almost do it as like a saga style. Yeah, totally. Because it's basically dudes in chainmail. And then what sets it apart? Why why play it other than you're into the books and you think that it's cool? You know, there's got to be some kind of lure for more general people. I think. Yeah, so I think most books probably as like army games. I can't really see just because usually there's good guys and bad guys, and like that's right. <laughs> like pretty much there's two factions, yeah. maybe a couple. 
uh, for board games and stuff. I don't know, pretty much any kind of. I think like a speaking of Stargate, mm-hmm. some kind of Stargate skirmishy type game would be pretty fucking badass, dude. <laughs> where it's you going could, through, yeah, because you, you could do like world scenarios where there's just a Stargate in the middle of every board, and then there's some something going on around it, and then the little team has to come in and do something, rescue mm-hmm. someone, or capture something, or kill a Goa'uld or some shit. Yeah, it's almost like a combination of like Infinity with like AOS or something because you got the different yeah. <laughs> portals yeah, and stuff and like the little spec ops teams that drop in. Yeah, you could even like, take it further, <laughs> make a bit of an X-Wing thing because there's space shit that goes on. Like they got ah, those little okay. space trawlers. I ever you know, because later on in it, they're cruising far. in space between these huge space stargates. Oh, really? Or the, like a big <laughs> ship will come up and the little ship will go out and there's this huge massive space stargate that they've discovered and and there's all kinds of potential there. Mm-hmm. And I think they pretty much whipped the shit out of the Goa'uld in the in the main series. But, you know, the Atlantis shit goes on. The, there's all kinds of possibilities there. So that'd be that'd be pretty fun, mostly because I'm a fucking the biggest Stargate nerd on the planet. But. Yeah, it would be kind of cool so. to have actual minis for a lot of that stuff. Yeah. It'd be just fun to paint <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to play a whole, like... I got eight Tilks. That's my army, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the new fucking Tilks. Just big, power, bro. badass, bald, black dudes. <laughs> just with those the fucking little, spears yeah. and shoot shit and kicking people's ass. Yeah. <laughs> those fucking dudes tough as shit. <laughs> you got these, like, the MacGyver motherfucker. <laughs> the nerdy scientist DK, guy. Yeah. He's like your hacker type if you're going to make an infinity <laughs> reference. Comes mm-hmm. in, he's got to figure some shit out, solve a puzzle. Yeah, the old James Spader. Yeah, that's a hoot, man. I'd be into that for <laughs> sure. You got those little fucking flying shit from the mo- from the movie. Are those in the show too? Like, like the they're ships? little, yeah, they're little crescent oh, yeah. ships they fly around in. Yeah, those fuckers can go into space, so you see them in the space mm-hmm. battles too. Nice. Yeah, oh, that's that's pretty fun nerdage right there. <laughs> pretty stout. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I don't know. In terms of what else, what you'd really like to see on the tabletop, I think that'd be a fun little skirmish game. Otherwise, I don't know how to make some kind of like fantasy thing that you'd set apart enough to make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So, well, it would be cool, I guess, for George R to see the models resemble the show, because there, there's the model lines, yeah, like uh, the masterworks from Dark Sword. They look cool. They're just yeah, kind of generic really fantasy. Good. But it would be cool to see ones based off the TV show, because they're well, like a the difference. Just so they look like the character, or like no, in the face? The, just the armor and stuff. Yeah, like. So it's cool. And yeah, the Masterworks is just medieval. They just look like uh, historical models. Which is probably more basically. accurate to the book. Yeah. But then in the show, they got all kinds of different styles of armor and yeah. stuff like that. And they look cool. Sure. So it would be cool if there was a, some models of those guys yeah. out on the tabletop. Yeah. As a non-show watcher, I think that doesn't really appeal to me. But mm-hmm. Just start it up again, man. Yeah. Who's got time to sit around and watch a bunch of fucking TV? Uh, a lot of people, probably. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> most people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the fucking event of the Twin yeah. Infinity Week. So, event of the week, Twin Infinity, <laughs> headed over there. That was just this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Rolled in pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I actually crashed with, stayed with Fensky. I went up oh, Friday, yeah, sure. the latest skull, bro. He's <laughs> <laughs> been indoctrinated. Yeah, I heard that on the, the latest team, episode so. there. Yeah, he's very generous. Let me crash there Friday night. At his crib? Yeah, he has it. It was at his apartment that he's moving out of in like a week. Um, so that was nice. He made a fucking delicious. He's like a chef in his normal job. So oh, yeah. He made up this massive breakfast with oh, like fuck. these delicious, like 
some kind of local butcher delicacy <laughs> breakfast sausages that are amazing. Did you barter blowjobs for breakfast <laughs> or what? <laughs> Did you get so spoiled? Uh, I just took it in the took it in the butt in the keister. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Gotta keep my mouth fresh <laughs> for the the turny BJ's. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to fucking chap up before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so we headed over there in the morning. It was cool. Fantasy Flight Games. Mm-hmm. You've been there, right? No, I haven't. You I have the North Star that was uh, there, and I hear a lot cool. about it in the podcast. Yeah, they got like a separate room from their massive facility. Yeah, yeah. It was nice because the room wasn't that full. One thing it was kind of it's like an industrial strip mall. So sure, all the walls are metal, kind yeah. of. Yeah, so it gets kind of loud. I remember at North Star, but it's pretty cash. I think there's like thirty some folks. Okay, and so the train train was awesome. Look, Pretty much, I would say, equal to Wapaka since a lot of those tables at Wapaka were, <laughs> were made awesome. by people. Yeah, from the, those bros were talking about Bart was bringing some tables. And yeah, he brought four tables worth. Yeah. There was like a cool, Bart's, my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, was the, it kind of just looked like a modern, like you could use this table. It was like a Arabic style kind of mud, uh, adobe type buildings. Sure. So that table was awesome. You could use that for Saga. You could use that for like modern, <laughs> like skirmish games, and you could use it in the the future. Versatility. Too. That's yeah. a pro tip right there. And it had little, the attention to detail is pretty good because there's like yeah. little fruit stands and there was little boxes and there was little painted fruit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So it was fucking, fucking cool. That's some shit. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of awesome uh, models there. As well, yeah. John Wootoon got best painted. Yeah, I with, seen his picture Toha, somewhere. Kind of pink stuff. Toha, yeah, man. a couple of them had like crushed PBR cans on the bases. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> fucking cool. Some nice hipster edge and, there. Uh, Sam Stewart has a really nice Ariadna force. Oh, yeah, got a nice little display board. What force guys. are you playing? I was playing the Pan Panos. Okay. So I actually got player's choice with those mm, guys. Very nice. Finished up. Ragas. And the games were pretty fun. Yeah. I I played a couple of games maybe in the fall. Yeah. And then me and Gokes played one two weeks ago. Yeah. Just so I had a little something going in. <laughs> but um just from reading and podcasts and kind of thinking about it, all my games went really actually pretty smooth. Yeah. Um I tried to keep it simple by um just with my deployments. I I just played in the two D. I didn't use any of the buildings or go on any of the buildings. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, when I put guys on buildings, I found like it was really difficult to move them around. Then they're kind of stuck there, sure. or they're vulnerable. So unless you jump down, take a risk. Yeah. Um, so I just played in. I just played in two dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> throughout, and that actually I think kind of made things a little easier. Because um, a lot of the time, being up high doesn't necessarily give you that big of an advantage. Um, if you're a newbie, because you're really, you can be really exposed. Yeah. So I, I was never really exposed. So I think that made up for the lack of tactical <laughs> options. Yeah. It worked pretty oh, good. Sure. I won yeah. my first two games, and then the last one, I got stomped in the end. But even that one, I think could have went a couple different ways. Yeah. But yeah. So mostly, like I thought I'd be trying to learn the rules a lot, mm-hmm. but really I had most of the rules down as yeah. far as camo even a little bit of hacking I did. A lot of it was just playing with the objectives and trying to figure out the best way to do stuff and trying to learn what my opponents had. So I, I, yeah, I did pretty good. I was on table two at the end, but I can see ways I could have gotten more points earlier. Yeah. And then 
what happened on the last table was it was tag versus tag. And it was my turn, and I kept shooting at his tag with mine. Yeah. Because once once one of us went down, that was going to be, like, the big big advantage. He, he was a pretty good player, so he probably still would have been all right. But I knew if I lost my tag, <laughs> like, I was probably pretty screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kept hammering him. So I was, like, four shots versus one of his. And he just kept making his armor saves, or he would crit it back twice. So he actually ended up killing my tag, even yeah. though I used, well, I used like probably seven of my nine orders shooting at it too, which I think it, like I definitely, like I felt that was a newbie thing to do, to just keep hammering it. But I couldn't think, you know, I hadn't played enough games to know what else I should have been doing instead. Yeah. Probably should have just laid off and concentrated on some other things and okay. try to kept my tag alive. But I knew if I just killed him, like I would be a lot better off. Yeah. But the dice... He ended up critting me a couple of times. Mm. So even though it was my turn, usually you have the advantage with shots. Um, sometimes you can get a little unlucky. It just wasn't happening. Yeah. And then he just started mowing down my little peons in that last one. But um, So I got pretty hammered there in the last one. And that one was highly classified, so it's getting all these objectives. Yeah. So I, even at this guy was good. At the end of the first turn, he had like two two or three out of five done and i didn't even know what the hell was going on or how i was going to get mine yeah so i wasn't in really contention either way but um i definitely am really pretty super pumped i want to play some more games and kind of learn how to go after those objectives in the most efficient way because it is kind of weird there's like two different battles going on just the outright war and then just going for the objectives to get the points and trying to figure out the proper allocation of your orders because it is kind of like a puzzle yeah and you only you know if everything goes well you might have 30 orders total sure probably a lot less so every order just moving guys towards the objective is one less order for actually killing the other guys yeah so i think just that balance (laughs) is something that i need to work on sure what i was working on more than anything so i think i got a long ways to go but it was it was super fun everybody was pretty chill okay it was good times yeah hung around did the tag deathmatch stuff mm-hmm. that was pretty fun and then yeah it was fucking what kind fucking, of prizes did they award for that oh they gave out a shit ton of stuff oh yeah i got a fucking nerf cannon for <laughs> my player's choice it was like a pistol <laughs> yeah that was it was a nerf gun that uh sean Poshel, so the remote presence guys were running this yeah he disassembled it like repainted it to make it more realistic, <laughs> kind of like Infinity style. Yeah. And then reassembled it, and then all of them actually still worked after he did that. <laughs> um, so That's I got fun. a cool pistol and then a little trophy that is actually pretty cool looking. I'll probably do show that off in a video. But everybody got a little something. I got, like, little silhouette markers. Everybody got little markers or little paper terrain things or little doodads, something like that. Sure. So it's pretty cool cool way to to run it with their its packs so i think yeah that's something you could take to other styles of tournaments is just a, everybody gets a little something was it all based on a uh, effect whatever the equivalent of battle points is then where that there were no like based off like yeah object- sports objective or anything points no there was a there was a sports okay but it didn't factor into the overall points okay there's best painted and then the player's choice okay and then like the best overall so the dude who won it got like a perfect 30 
points. You can get 10 per game. No shit. He's a, he's a dude who came from Arizona. Yeah. Flew up there for that. Jesus. Yeah, some serious <laughs> That's <business>. hardcore. <laughs> so it was really cool watching that top table game. Yeah. Um, just the way they were explaining everything. Need lasers. Got to get your lasers, John. Yeah. We'll see you when I actually play a game. <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm in full-on hobby phase, but that's about it. Yeah, so definitely recommend the Twinfinity shit. Sounds like it's just going to blow up even further next year and good times cool man well i finished reading the damned by polonic and i kind of talked about this book last time yeah so damned is about this 13 year old girl who dies and goes to hell and then it's just her experiences in hell she kind of writes this journal entry and then just talks about what her day in hell is like Mm -hmm. so the hell it was it's a quick read i think it's really interesting kind of ends it just kind of fizzles out at the end, I think. But I think it's definitely worth reading because in hell, I, I talked about the ocean of the semen lake, yeah. that <laughs> was ejaculated through masturbation and how <laughs> the internet created the equivalent of global warming in hell, <laughs> the <laughs> semen ocean. And then there's like mountains of fingernail and toenail clippings. And oh, weird. <laughs> some, and, uh, there's just huge banks as far as you could see to the to the horizon of telemarketers. Oh and so God. hell is full of telemarketers that call the real world, call Earth and speak to people and try to do it during mealtimes right when people sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they talk about that. The girl gets a job working as a telemarketer and starts meeting all these people that are alive but that are, like, dying. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty – the concepts were really fucking funny and interesting. Yeah, it sounds funny. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth yeah. a read. I recommend it. But Back don't expect, like, a ton out of it. If you're familiar with Polonic, you know what you're getting into. But mm-hmm. definitely funny. Like, any god that ever existed that f- fell out of popularity is in hell. So you got all these demons and gods, and oh, cool. they're kind of walking around. Doors down there. Yeah, just kind of walking around harassing the people. They'll, like – the huge ones will pick a person up and just eat them. And then they like just kind of regrow from whatever's left over. And, um, pretty interesting. And yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was definitely mm-hmm. worth the read. So I was like, it'd be fun. Like, a, did you listen to it on audio? No, read I read it. it. Okay. Yeah. It might be fun audio. Yeah. I've also been reading through the old Dragonlance series, but everybody knows about those. So again? I just or finished. Yeah. Again, I just finished like the second book in the tales trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> and I grabbed the third. I also just started Devil in the White City, which I read the first like 20 pages last night. And that sounds like it's going to be really fucking awesome. My friend recommended it and borrowed it to me. Uh, so. Okay. You have to let me know. Yeah. How that one. Actually, so far, it seems really cool. And then I stopped. Yeah. Actually. How, how far did you get? <laughs> um, Just probably five or 10 pages. Oh, okay. Okay. And I, I didn't, I didn't like want to read it based style. on what I read yeah. on the back, but... Mm-hmm. After getting into yeah, it, the, I was like, Meh. the topic sounds really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Like the world's fair thing. And it starts off like with the ship crash. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you even got that far. If it's not that short into it, but either way, I'll uh, give an update on that as I'm done. So mm-hmm. what have you been listening to or reading? I've been reading, reading again. Mm. I'm back on the Dan Simmons kick. Yeah. So um, I read his book, The Terror. Yeah. Which is, I really like this one. It's a one-off. Yeah, and his stuff is really interesting. It's super detailed, and it's lengthy. So it's about some Arctic explorers. So it's based off kind of a real life dudes trying to find the Northwest Passage. It's yeah. an expedition that just disappeared. Oh no shit! And he kind of throws in like supernatural elements, sure, and other stuff like that. So it's interesting because it'll read really historical, <laughs> and there'll be like 
many pages of description of the different kinds of ice <laughs> that are out there. Fly overhead. <laughs> yeah, but they are basically kind of like a huge kind of polar bear or like a yeti or something. <laughs> like it kind of changes. Yeah. Um, it's kind of killing everybody one by one uh. while they're stuck on the ice. So I thought it was was really good. I really yeah. like Dan Simmons' style. Sure. And it's nice that it's a one-off. It is super, super long. You're not committing to a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it sounds like he has a really similar one that just came out recently about dudes on Mount Everest trying to ascend it. Yeah. And then, like, I think the Yeti is after him. <laughs> that real life Mount Everest shit's pretty interesting. I don't know yeah. if you've ever looked into that, but yeah, there's that just one dead bodies everywhere. It's supposed up there. to be, yeah, the reviews are similar where it goes on about the different kinds of crampons you can use yeah. and the <laughs> benefits of the 12 point crampon versus the <laughs> earlier 10 point crampon. Jesus. So I find out that shit's really interesting. Yeah. It's like, you know. Oh. He's doing his research. It sounds like a like, fucking slog through Moby Dick or something <laughs> to me, and I'm never doing that again. <laughs> yeah. So the terror, I I enjoyed that one. Yeah, it's got some good okay. stuff. I don't know. I think it, <laughs> any kind of book about people just being fucking miserable, like <laughs> in Arctic situations, any kind of survival, but yeah. people being pushed to the limit out at sea drifting for like yeah. months and months <laughs> i think is really interesting yeah i don't know i think it's i don't know kind of reminds me of the painting uh tournament painting sacrifice <laughs> where you're just fucking miserable have you watched so Mar- you feel- martian <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah okay that's in that vein that's yeah. a really good flip. yeah so yeah uh Matt Damon, you should read that book i oh, think yeah. you'd really enjoy the book too yeah. um the tone's really similar and it's a good read and it gets even more just the same thing again into the super yeah. mundane <laughs> details and the science of everything yeah uh, just something like that is just right up my alley it appeals to me for like the scientific aspect i really yeah. like those parts of the movie where he's figuring out how to grow potatoes in his own shit and all this yeah so the book is really descriptive yeah. about that and goes through the entire process so sure. i think you'd really enjoy that i just picked out about eight books from my book stack we're kind of minimizing everything so uh, that I'm going to read and then decide whether to get rid of or not. And it's things like Camus, The Plague, and mm-hmm. Death of Ivan Ilyich, and all that kind of shit. So uh, just a bunch like of classic classics. classics. Yeah. And some things like Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. Some like, I still have a bunch of philosophy books around that I read in college mm-hmm. that I found really intriguing. So Frankl book's good. Yeah. Another situation, people push yeah. to the brink, surviving. Yeah. So um, either way, yeah, that sounds cool. But... Okay, what have you been obsessing about? Anything? Yeah, I'm still obsessing over some fucking Scott Lynch. I've been listening to oh Republic boy. of Thieves, and still I'm almost done. Here. So it's nice to see they finally bring Sabbath in, and mm-hmm. it's pretty fucking funny. Like, So that book is pretty much two stories split, and it keeps jumping back and forth. Yeah. From their time as a kid and how him and Sabbath got close to their current timeline well, shit yeah. about Old time where they're caper. at. Yeah, what they're doing. So I think it's really fucking good. <laughs> okay. I've been very much enjoying that shit, so... Okay, what did you... I didn't care for that one that much just because of how low the stakes were. Like, because mm, there really wasn't, like, yeah. a threat or, like, from any... I find... Like, I don't find as much kind of interest in the story from when they were kids. I get mm-hmm. why he's doing it. It's character development and, and all that, but I just don't... It does get interesting later on when someone important gets killed and mm-hmm. they have to deal with it, and I don't know how it plays out yet, but that part was really good. But otherwise, like... The main story's cool because it's just Locke and John up to their fucking usual shenanigans, but just, like, it's in a different way. Like one up in. Yeah. 
back and forth. Well, kind of getting dicked so over by Sabbath is what it is, yeah. But, yeah, it's not clear, like, what the consequences are if... Yeah. It seems like if they don't win... Because basically there's an election going on. Yeah. And they're trying to win the election for one party yep. versus the other. Who Sabbath is working for the other party. Uh-huh. It's, I've been enjoying it, though. Like, the, the main timeline stuff's real cool. I don't... I just got into the part where they're talking about Locke's history and where he's from, supposedly, and I don't know. I think it's a bit overblown so far, but oh, we'll yeah, see where it goes. Go into... I don't. So far, it's not very interesting, but I think overall, if you're into that world and those characters, the book's really good. Still going, yep. Yeah, so I seen an, somebody tweeted me saying that there was another Abercrombie book just came out this week, so I looked that up. It was one of like short stories or something like yeah, that. Yeah, short stories from the first law world, and so I put that on hold at the library, or I had my mm-hmm. wife do that for me, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that a lot, too, so... Mm-hmm. But so far, man, all the Scott Lynch shit I've gotten involved with has been really good. So, mm-hmm. like I said, that one's called Republic of Thieves. Um, what have you been obsessing over? Um, Other than cars, shows go. <laughs> well, funny you should speak of that. <laughs> <laughs> we watch it in Transparent on Prime. Okay, I don't know what that is. Um, that's like kind of one of their first like Amazon only TV shows. Yeah, it's about. Did you ever watch Arrested Development? Minimal. Got I that never, dad, George I never Bluth. liked it too much. Yeah. So um, that dude kind of cracks me up. Yeah. He's got the dad from there. Yeah. I can't think of his name right now, but basically he's coming out as trans, like in his <laughs> mid-60s. Yeah. And Is it the same character then? It's George Bluth? What's his name? No, that, it's not the same character. Okay, so it's a... Yeah. Although same there's dude, like a ton of actor. episodes where in Arrested Development he's stuck in like a attic for a long time and he starts wearing his wife's old maternity <laughs> clothes so it is like channeling that vibe a little bit yeah i kind of wonder if somebody saw that and got the idea they ran with it yeah. but yeah it's about a weird fucked up family yeah it's pretty good there's like a ton of boobs and mm-hmm. ass <laughs> right up your alley. straight out bad shots yeah they're like yeah we're gonna follow the hbo approach here just <laughs> wide open wide sex. open nudity it's yeah. your is this Helping Raj out as a man or hindering Raj out as a man based on the current amount of marital <laughs> relations <laughs> due to pregnancy. Uh, Do not no, care to going, elaborate. No, it's going pretty good. Okay. <laughs> um, you look a... I think... Uh, I don't know. No complaints? Kelly's, yeah, no complaints, really. <laughs> All right. Uh, kind of like... Kelly's getting pretty big, seven months. Just got into the third trimester. Mm, yeah, that sounds fun. Think, you getting I mean, into that or what? Cool. Yeah, I think she looks good. Yeah, yeah there you go. She's kind of weirdly attractive. Yeah, I can um, see that. Big prego belly, big T's. <laughs> nice. Bigger, bigger A. <laughs> Take a bite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's just getting more Wisconsinified. Really. <laughs> <laughs> How are those uh, calves looking? Do you check in the calves every calves day? Calves are decent. Yeah, make sure they're not too out of control. Yeah, they're, you know they're, where it's headed. <laughs> yeah. Just, All right. Just the gut, <laughs> boobs, ass. The key right. area is getting bigger. Just the mommy Everything parts. Everything else staying, yeah, staying the same. All right. Nice. Good update. She's <laughs> a little worried because it's looking like she might be transitioning to an Audi here pretty quick. Uh, does that much. happen? Jesus. Yeah, I think it, it happens towards the end. Okay. It just pop out. It's like there's <laughs> just like less and less room. So now there's like just kind of like a weird kind of like a little stretch belly button you can tell it's pretty shallow there's not much <laughs> uh, right. so yeah she's worried about just popping out <laughs> the nips get darker or is that just a myth um <laughs> yeah i think so yeah okay so, <laughs> is this too personal raj <laughs> no not yet really. <laughs> what about the vet no i'm just kidding the <laughs> yeah what about the vet <laughs> anyway where were we yeah 
Right. So, yeah, it's really interesting. It's got every kind of like alternate sexual lifestyles. There's like trans. There's like weird like lumberjacks, trans dudes, <laughs> and then it's looking like one of the girls might become like a man herself or something. I don't mm, know. Okay. Uh, one of them is like straight out lesbian. Yeah. One dude has a weird relationship with his babysitter. <laughs> child. So it's like Jesus. It's yeah. every yeah kind of sexual situation. I think they're trying to gender. Hit, they're trying to situation. hit them all. Yeah. yeah. But it's pretty good. It's entertaining. It's pretty light. Transparent. Okay. Yeah. Cool. If you got the prime, fire it up. Give it a couple episodes. Yeah. So decent. Okay, you got a music pick, dog? Yeah, I do, man. So this was this guy, his name's Hayes Carl. Uh, Davey sent him in to me as a just a recommendation, something to listen to through the music podcast. So mm-hmm. um, I got it's been cool. People have been recommend, recommending music, and there's been a few. Uh, Dirty B sent one in that was really good. Me and the wife been liking a lot. And uh, so Davey sent in Hayes Carl, though. I listened to it on YouTube, and I liked it, so I just went and bought all the CDs because that's what I do. Nice. And then I found out it was a little too country for me, but uh, I just worked it into the normal rotation. And every time it comes on, I find myself fucking enjoying it a lot. So I'm like, eh, fuck it, man. I guess it is my style. But if you just sit and listen to the CD, you're like, eh, this is pretty country. Not like poppy dick country like you hear mm-hmm. in a radio, like legit good country. But anyway, so this is one of his tunes. It's from his earlier CDs, and it's a tag team with the chick from uh, Shovels and Rope. So it's really fucking good. It was really up my alley. One of the first songs I found that I really liked by him. And this tune's called Another Like You. You were smoking on a cigarette Talking about the deficit Putting all them wild boys down Like a drunken Mona Lisa Or the leaning tire pizza You were hanging off the edge of town I overheard Afghanistan is safer than a minivan Left me wondering what to do You're like a four-leaf clover I just had to come on over I have never seen a woman like you
making out like Bonnie and Clyde. All right. We're back. Roger's going to drop some point-hammered history on us here. Oh, yeah. Sad day. Sad day, my friend. What happened? Oh, you know. Do I? Old Barnaby is putting his ogres up for sale. Oh, yeah. i seen that on fucking Twitter yeah. somewhere. That's a fixture of the old uh-uh. HPB tournament scene for many, many years. Oddly co- coincidental with me thinking about getting rid of the dwarves. Oh, really? Did that spark? No. That or? It occurred to me separately, but it, there could have been an unknown link in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah. I see he put the worst pictures on the planet up of him, too, when he posted them. Yeah, I think he, you know, I just think he knows he's not ever going to do anything with them ever again. Yeah. Um, now, he still does have Warhammer models he has. Yeah. Like the Chaos Warband stuff. Sure. That for our Chaos campaign. So he actually kind of likes working on those guys because there's a lot of variety compared with the massive unwashed gray skin brown <laughs> pants yeah. of his ogres. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I think we are going to do – somebody suggested a video, and I was chatting with him at our Saga campaign day, and uh, he is – yeah, I think we will do some kind of video, or at least I'll help him get some good picks. And that way, at least he has some good picks of them. Um, sure. If, if he does sell them. So, yeah, anybody looking to pick up a massive ogre army that is really pretty decently painted? Yeah. I think I think he did win some awards. Do you think he ever? It was definitely get you Later in on, he, he, like he did some of the iron guts that were really cool and all converted, and mm-hmm. it was well done. Yeah, so... Definitely top 10% of Warhammer armies, yeah. for sure. And he just has a buttload <laughs> of them. He's got so many, like, ogre bull units, lead <laughs> <laughs> belchers and guts. Yeah. And um, I think he did an iron blaster. I think that's the last thing he did was an iron blaster. Yeah, I think it was. I don't, did he finish it? I don't remember. Yeah. I know he did. Yeah, he <laughs> did because he, he used it at Adepticon team tournament, either maybe Three or four <laughs> years ago. For years, he was rocking the scrap launcher. Yeah. <laughs> and wouldn't fucking do an iron yeah, blaster. He was working on another scrap launcher. Yeah, I remember that. And then, even then, in the new book, there was like no fucking point. Yeah. Taking it. <laughs> right. Uh, so, but that's yeah. some fucking classic point hammered history. A little bit of point hammered history. Out so, into the fucking universe. Yeah, anybody interested, look him up on Twitter or you can just message one of us. We'll get you. In Taj, I'm not really sure what he what he wants for. Yeah, he didn't say. He's yeah, he probably. Offers. I'm guessing he would accept a really low amount. <laughs> <Just laughs> no other knowledge. Yeah. Just to yeah, get rid of it. Maybe uh, maybe I should pick it up, boost my paint numbers. Pick it up, parcel it out, eBay it. Probably do all right. Mm. If you feel like fucking doing yeah. eBay, which is lame. Yeah, fuck that shit. Um, so, fucking. Did he have a name for those ogres? 
trying to think. Yeah. yeah. It was like the Gutmaw tribe, or it was yeah. some kind of tribe. It wasn't the Lazogs tribe. tribe. He always dreamed about was, doing the fucking yeah. Lazogs tribe, Those but he never, never did developed. It. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he wanted to fucking sculpt dresses on every yeah, dude. robes. Yeah. Kilt robe things on all of them. So, yeah. yeah. Just to send off to old Barnaby's gray skin ogre. Should we buy it and do a giveaway? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just see if we'll, he'll just give them away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> throw it in the pack of raffle. Maybe. Oh, yeah. That's not a bad idea. Be the last item left because no one wants it. <laughs> 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 His old shoddy fucking move army tray with the gut maw hole in it. That thing got pretty beat up over the years. Yeah, a little <laughs> warped, a little beat up. He did have yeah. a newer one that was smaller that he would use. Yeah. He had a travel display and then a big display. I got a fucking stack as well over there. So. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Johnny's podcast of the month. I'm going to not do a podcast and do a blog. <laughs> okay. So uh, I've been fucking balls deep in old school magic lately. Mm-hmm. If you ha- if you played magic as a kid, you'll find this awesome. Or if you have any current interest in old school magic, you'll find it awesome. So there's this 93-94 format of magic, and it's these dudes in Norway that do it. If you Google old school magic blog, mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's just old school magic old blog. School. <laughs> um, just Google that, though, and you'll find the link. It'll be the first one. And just browse through the post. It's fucking awesome and super entertaining. And he, he'll do, like, tournament coverage, and they'll do, like, the top eight decks. He'll just take photographs of them, and you, so you can see every card that was in it. Have, being that me and my buddy have been playing old school Magic, it's been really fun to build some of those decks and try them off against each other. And mm-hmm. there's, like, the last post was about Garfield Alters, which, like, the creator of Magic, if you met him in person, he would alter a card for you, and it was playable. <laughs> what? Yeah. Or if he made cards and then he went, they were playable because he's the guy that fucking makes magic, so he can fucking uh-huh. do whatever he wants. <laughs> so the last post was about all these like old fucking alters that that guy had made, and so it's pretty cool. There's this like pictures he signed. He would alter them with a pen and sign it, and it was legit. Like <laughs> I don't know if it was legit for tournament play, yeah. but it was like that was the thing. And it, I remember this as a kid; it was a big thing. Like if you had one of those, it was fucking cool shit. So it was fucking awesome to see those come back. And then, he, you know, he also, the, the posts are just really fucking cool. Like, they, they talk about different deck strategies. They talk about all kinds of cool old-school magic shit. So if you have any interest in that whatsoever, you're fucking sitting bored at work, just fucking pop it up, and you, you'll get mm-hmm. absorbed. I've been it, At Century, you, when you bring it up, it tells you that it's not appropriate for work. you got to click through the link to get to it. <laughs> I do it, like, twice a day. <laughs> I don't care. And there's years of posts, and it's funny, like, the scene is for that. It's getting big. There's... They do this shit in Norway, but they there's there was just a tournament in Canada. There was just a tournament in the UK. Mm-hmm. When they do it in Norway, these Russian guys come over and play, and they had a whole post by the Russian guys on how his tournament experience went, and it's fucking really fun. I've been having a blast with it, so mm-hmm. just reading it and playing it and thinking about deck strategies. So highly recommend it. Like I said, just Google old school magic blog. You'll find it uh-huh. really cool. That real sounds fun. cool. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Seems like there's a real market for nostalgia. Yeah, for <laughs> turns out our, our generation. Yeah, I know. I think that. it probably started. But Absolutely, retro yeah. video games. Yeah, and, me just uh, playing emulators for the last couple of weeks, working through Zelda and Mega Man series, and mm-hmm. dumping fucking time into that garbage. But yeah, it's fun. And um, last week we got a. It was actually like a weird venue that's in Wausau. Yeah, because it's halfway between Minneapolis and Chicago, so it gets these big bands actually. Oh yeah, because it's like. Yeah, they're like, well, you could take a night off or we'd squeeze in one more show at <laughs> this bumfuck town. And they, they go in and say, oh, yeah, I saw 
uh, Fear Factory. They're on a demanufactured tour, which yeah. is their album from 20 years ago. <laughs> when I was talking to Mason, I was like, well, you know, it's cool they're on tour. I don't think I would go unless they played that album. And he's like, oh, really? Turns Funny out. Funny enough. <laughs> um, but then the other band, Soil Work, they've been around for like 25 years. And <laughs> they were like on an old, old tour thing. Yeah. That's probably one of the funnest shows I went to. Like it's it's music that I wouldn't listen to currently, especially the, the mainly the Fear Factory. Yeah. But you know, but you I listen, know it I all listen still. to that album that yeah, like easily probably like two hundred, three hundred times yeah. like back in the day. <laughs> um so yeah, that that's cool. That that's fun that that's taken off. Yeah, any yeah, kind it's of thing. Fucking like that. weird too. And that like that old school magic blog. They maintain the rules for the format because they founded the format. So there's a section that just says, like, banned and restricted cards, and they mix it up once a year. Mm. So they just unrestricted the green mocks. You can have with the four green moxes in your deck now. Oh, okay. so me and Shitty Schmitty have been playing and trying to keep keep relatively close to that. We play up through, like, Ice Age or maybe even Alliances, but we still stick stick to their banned and restricted lists. I just inspired you to work on the 1993-94 Warhammer no tournament system no in fact <laughs> i was the, just digging fourth through edi- fourth edition yeah i've just been digging through old books and i think i'm gonna get rid of my old big thick bits catalog from what's like what's the point of keeping that i got general's mm-hmm. compendiums i got a fucking stack of warhammer and 40k posters they used to put out posters with white dwarf i got a big stack of those i got so much weird random old warhammer shit i'm never gonna do anything with so i added all my old army books to my amazon store people will pay like 20 bucks for an old fucking chaos demons book or something so that's cool yeah like the hardcover ones from the last edition even so mm, interesting and i fucking sold a hardcover lizard man book for like 18 bucks <laughs> oh, fuck, be kidding me <laughs> which i guess they went for 50 but what like they're to me they're worthless right now so yeah yeah so, what do you got for a useful hobby product of the month by Raj. Of the month by Joe Rogers. <laughs> so, yeah, this time I've actually been using this a lot lately, lately and that's uh, Analyze. I think it, I think it's, I don't know if it's Vallejo, but, but uh, it's drying retarder. Okay. So, for paint? Yeah. Okay. Um, just comes in like a little dropper bottle. I'm pretty sure it's Vallejo. At some point, I picked up a bunch of mediums and other kinds of. Weird paint additives. Sure. That, whatever. The pros use, man. <laughs> All right. Um, I remember having this in here, and I didn't really use it for that much. I just kind of added in. But basically, uh, it extends the drying time for the paint. Okay. Not too too difficult to understand the concept. Significantly? Um, yeah, it actually does make a difference. So you could probably... There might be a way to do it where you actually put it on the model because it a- actually when you put it on the model it, it takes a little longer to dry. This goddamn dirty animal! <laughs> Shut up, bully! Nobody's having it, bully. It's a naughty animal. Who's a naughty animal? You goddamn naughty animal! Yeah. <laughs> just so yell at him. They're because we're blocking his food bowl. Yeah. He gets really antsy <laughs> if you take near that food bowl. You want to yeah. speak to? There the might be bowl? some kind of techniques or ways to utilize that effect when it's actually on the model like wet blending or some shit like that i don't use it for that what i mainly use it for is i've been using when i've been painting the infinity models i've been using the tiniest brush that i have for a lot of stuff and you've been using it a lot for the highlights and stuff like that sure and the issue when you use that tiny little brush is the paint dries so quick (laughs) you can't get it to the model yeah you can almost like you mix it in like it's nice and milky and by the time you get it applied to the model like 
you're just tapping it like nothing's coming off <laughs> so i've been using it on whenever i use that detail brush i've been it's really easy to overdo it so if you get a big puddle of it of whatever you're going to do and then just maybe put like half a brush full or something of yeah. the drying don't 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 put drip a, it don't put a full drop in there but just a little bit and that, it's nice too because then your little glob of paint um lasts a lot longer it doesn't dry as quickly under you know the lamp or whatever sure so sometimes you feel like you're just well, you mixing still this. use the lamp to like a normal bulb or what making heat no i use the cfls but led on my latest fucking rig it's been pretty okay. solid yeah i do keep one regular uh like whatever incandescent lamp that i, I just face the other way yeah so it, it lights up the wall and kind of bounces it back it gives me a little bit of yellow light with the white more of a tournament um, hall setting yeah but then i um frequently i'll actually hold up models to it if i'm working on shields or somewhere you just want it to dry quick before moving on yeah so i'll just hold up shit to that little bulb all the time oh uh, sure so, yeah i'm definitely gonna keep keep a bulb like that around for that purpose yeah but yeah the drying retarder just with that little detail work has really saved a lot of fucking time and hassle <laughs> on those little details so eyeballs whenever i'm doing eyeballs i mix it in when i'm doing the final highlight on anything basically i mix it in whenever i'm using that little tiny brush <laughs> that's one of the benefits of a left no eyeballs to paint yeah <laughs> <Not a> fucking <laughs> robot <laughs> so yeah definitely if you haven't tried it just pick up a bottle Here i don't I go there really isn't a gw version yeah as far as i'm aware sure which you wouldn't want to spend seven dollars on the GW <laughs> <laughs> version if you can help it. But John, we got a sex toy buddy. Yeah, so going along with our theme of sci-fi and Stargate type shit, I okay. figured I'd I like where this tie is into this. I don't even know what's happening, but so I, like I did some research here and I found the Ali- Area Fifty One Love Doll, <laughs> which is a <laughs> purple-skinned, three-titted, a vagina for a mouth. And a vagina down below. <laughs> Blow up love doll. <laughs> oh, my God. It's pretty fucking funny looking. So That, um, that cover image looks awesome. Yeah. Like, so it's, I know there's well, no way it looks that Wait cool. for it, my friend, because I did my homework here. So then I was like, well, what does this thing really look like? <laughs> Turns out there's a YouTube video. Oh, okay. See if I could get doll. her up. Whoa! <laughs> So, needless to say, the actual item, which is pretty entertaining, would make a great gag gift, does not look much like the actual doll itself. It does have a VJ for a mouth, weird alien hands, three breasts. I wonder if it's got a cornhole. Yeah, this is disappointing. (laughs) So, after this, I was like, well, cool gag gift. Nah, if you had one, you'd probably bang it just because why wouldn't you? Yeah, but one of the the real doll. Then I did some. Gonna get in on well, this. my friend, as it happens, Whoa. <laughs> they make some real dolls Ooh, in any a, skin tone you would want. That one's a little creepy. Look oh, familiar? Oh <laughs> my god! You can so you can get fuck that chick from Star Wars with those two tentacles on her head. Yeah, the two big head. So go on the fucking real doll website. Look at the option page and look at the fucking alien skin options, man. You could fucking do it. If you got some legit cash, look at that. There's a red-skinned alien demon-looking fucking bitch with wings and shit. Yeah, like those chicks from Guardian of the Galaxy. Yeah, so. Fucking avatar aliens. You want to fucking, maybe uh, 
Get your feet wet with the blow-up alien love doll. Yeah, get your feet wet. See, <laughs> see if you enjoy it, and then invest in that. Then jump fucking balls deep. It's, like a, a, it's twenty-seven pounds on this <laughs> website. So it's probably about forty, fifty bucks. And then jump into the fucking real doll, which you yeah. want to spend six, seven grand on a proper. They should fuck make toy. like a real. Like to scale Avatar one, so it's like this fucking like eleven eleven foot tall, <laughs> like fucking blue corpse. You're like dragging around, <laughs> keeping it under a heat blanket before you bang. Trying it. to turn corners in your house is getting fucking snagged on it. <laughs> so if you're into fucking sci-fi themed love dolls, there are plenty of oh, options nice. out there. And I would, if anybody wants to purchase one of these, and it gives me some ideas I'll for give a proper review. I'm gonna work on the nomads. And they're all about bio modifications. Yeah. <laughs> they just get a yeah, get an extra get an extra tit in there. Yes, you were a, a fan of Total Recall as a kid, as oh, I yeah. was. Oh yeah, and had occasionally fantasized about the three titted woman. <laughs> this could be your chance to make that shit a reality. <laughs> Wish I had three hands. <laughs> you do just fine with two, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Clearly, you saw it <laughs> many times. So that's the fucking sex toy of the week: the Area Fifty One love doll, and oh, then the nice. awesome real doll spinoffs. <laughs> oh, can you get that, that sucker on Amazon or eBay? Can you click through through click the, through the links? point I'm Pretty sure you could probably get that on Amazon. Okay. I know I saw a link at work. I didn't want to click it's it with the beaks while you wipe your feet. Yeah, <laughs> click through. I'm still happy as shit with Ting. My woman's on Ting. She fucking loves it. Yeah, Ting's a shit man. That's a good deal. Click through the Point Hammered website so. for all your Amazon, eBay purchases. Mm-hmm. I've seen some activity. It's appreciated. With the beaks. What do we got for a question of the month, buddy? Yeah, so has anybody else used Drying Retarder or any of the other weird stuff? I think GW kind of opened up Lamia and Medium, and just mediums and, like, Matt, I think it's just Matt Medium, basically, the sure. G-Dub stuff. Yeah. So I think people have learned how useful that shit is, yeah. which I use on everything. Um but yeah, drying retarder and what other kind of stuff, additives people have used. I'd be curious. Sure. Um, because yeah, at some point I got a lot of that shit and then just never really found the use for most of it. And I yeah. think most of it's probably dried up by now. Sure. But I did have that bottle of drying retarder. Somebody didn't dry out. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> All right. So. so it's been super, super useful. Yeah. So any kind of additives. That people swear by. Yeah. I'd be keen. Anybody keen that about. responds to this or just writes in in general with some, some kind of comment or information to the email, pointhammered at gmail.com. We got a giveaway here. We got I got two packages of secret weapon miniatures Tau Seti bases. They were 10 bucks each. I'm going to give them both away to the same person. And it's going to be one random person picked between now and next time we record. Okay. These were... They're new, still in the package. These were sent to me by Steve Leckman as a part of the Aleph lot that I bought. Mm. I do custom bases, so I yeah. don't need them, and there's no sense keeping them around. But they're pretty cool. It would be yeah, stupid to just throw them cool. away. They so, kind of look better than the ones that I have <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for you my can, panos. You could go on their website and look, Secret Weapon Miniatures, check out the Tau Seti page. And, or, I'm sorry, the, the bases page are under Tau Seti. They're round bases, mm-hmm. whatever the standard size, 25 mil maybe. Yeah, they're 25 mil. So... Yeah, those will be a giveaway, and then that's going to end next time we record, which might be two weeks. That's what it's supposed to be, but if we we've been pretty lazy, to three, just but being busy, two, so two or three weeks. So. so, whenever we record next, that's going to fucking end. So, if you want a chance at those Tau Seti bases, fucking just write in pointhammer at gmail dot com. You can leave a voicemail too. Yeah, six zero one. What the fuck is it? 
try HPBV. Try HPBV. Yeah. Got some more vids up on the Wisco Horndog channel. Yeah, you are. Uh, at Wisco Horndog on the Twitters. Popping off. Yeah, I'm uh, at Point Hammered. If you fucking give a shit. You know where to find us. You fucking listening already. I'm not going to I don't think we need to give out all of our contact info every time <laughs> because if you're fucking listening you you already uh-huh. found it. So <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to go out here with a little more Hayes Carl. This is off one of his newer CDs is more uh accurate to his style. I think the first song was good and it, it is his style, but that's a duet. So mm-hmm. this one which could be about Joe Rogers here is entitled Wild as a Turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I'm in my cups again. It's more Hayes Carl. Um, That's it. Suck my balls. My bees. Well, I'm wild as a turkey, hiding a Christmas moon. Empty as my wallet on a Sunday afternoon. I come around too fast and I always leave too soon. Ain't that what they all say? With a broken down Corvette A suitcase full of memories And a face you won't forget You say you never loved me But the night ain't over yet I'm gonna change your mind Girl, I've been a gambler Since the age of 21 I've seen my share of troubles And the wrong end of the gun This whole world's out to get me Just because I have my fun they ain't gonna slow me anyway Right ain't right, babe Left ain't always wrong I bet you're tired of dancing to the same old song You look like an angel in a place you don't belong I'm gonna take you is closing that don't mean it's time for bed oh we don't need no sleep girl we'll get plenty when we're dead i'll leave these fools behind you now and come with me instead i'm gonna show you a time i'm wild as a turkey hiding a christmas mood and 